Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on January the 3rd, 2013. For newcomers, as always, I advise you to make good use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com because we just don't know, with all the laws getting passed now, how long these kind of sites will be up there for, and, and there's thousands of audios for free download. And, and plus, you can really wait, wait through and get shortcuts to the big system you're living in. And you're born into it. In fact, your parents were born into this system. And it is a controlled system, scientifically created in a sense, and manipulated and controlled down to your media, entertainment, everything that you're taught in school, to make sure that you think the proper things and have the right conclusions, the ones that your masters want you to have for this new world order society idea. And I go through the beginnings of it, at least when it came out openly, uh, as big foundations and front groups. Uh, and uh, when they set it up, uh, those involved, the big international bankers or moneylenders of their day, who also owned the media, and um, and how they brought it about. It's quite simple, really, when you own all the cash in the planet, and you have a cause, and you have a particular background that you've been brought up in to view the world in as well. And these people had all of that, still do today, because it's still going on very, very much so as we live so remember too, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can help me keep going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the US to Canada, remember you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office. You can send cash or you can use PayPal. And across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. And straight donations are really, really awfully, awfully welcome in these austere times of inflation. And we are going into inflation big time, and of course it will be incremental again, a bit here, a bit there. Going to Francis Bacon's recommendations to the king when he was drawing up his own kind of resume. They all did that, Machiavelli did the same thing, they gave resumes to kings and queens to show how cunning they were and how they understood the general population. And he said never, that people never bother about a penny extra on this or a penny extra on that. to scatter the money rather than putting one lump sum on it and one tax, you see, in pounds or dollars today. So that's how they do it. They just go a bit here and a bit there. We'll go for the food today, the meats today. We'll go for the vegetables tomorrow. We'll go for the clothing after that and so on. A bit at a time. Not all at once, not to scare you, you see. Because they know how to handle mass populations. The people who've been at this have been at this for thousands of years, manipulating societies down through time. And they know when, how, just how far to, to go. Today it's fantastic with the internet because they've got a real-time pulse of the public. They know what you're all chattering about and yapping about. And uh, they can tell uh, just how far they can go, you see, and how far to go. So we're living in uh, the time of the global society. They keep saying, you call it the new world order, or the new order of things. Many terms are the same thing, but it's a new world order, of course. And it's, uh, it's, it's run by the same people who already had taken over all these countries to make it all happen in the first place. And it's not just ideologies here at work. 
is, is further, is deeper than ideology. You can't do anything you understand with a general ideology. Ideologies change as time goes on and uh, people fall away from it or they get new ideas. You have to have more than ideology. You've got to have a religion to back it up and a belief system and a culture. And that's what you have. So we're going through this, this, this down this path of re-engineering the whole society of every country across the planet, the consolidation of all the banks across the planet, the central banking system, privately owned, and the lending of, from the World Bank and the IMF, of course, acting as the heavy who comes in when you can't repay your loans. And you, we're all being conquered. People don't realize this. You've all been conquered a long time ago. And the history of it's all there, actually. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix and talking about the big system we're living in. This this is what's called living today, I suppose. And we've all been told the bad news of the future. Uh, We've seen it all in the movies, of course. Uh, Movie after movie, disaster movies and uh, post-apocalypse movies and one after another. I see too, there's another one coming up, another big zombie movie. The zombies are all you lot, you see. And the boys in Hollywood are having a good laugh at you as you all turn into zombies and you're so easily managed. But um, we too are living through a massive change, and it's a takedown of the world. You understand, for one minority group to, to control it all, they have to take down and destroy all the cultures of all the rest, and then they put themselves in charge when you're all dysfunctional. That's happened. That's happened in most countries. And even Scandinavia now has outsiders coming into Scandinavia to do the same there, and they actually say they're, they're the spearhead, the thrust for multiculturalism change in Scandinavian countries as well. But... What you're really reading day for day is, is, apart from the spin from all media, which is all controlled, of course, and uh, it's really just the fallout of it all and the side effects. It's like looking at someone who's been in World War One and got hit by a shrapnel bomb and he's got peppered shrapnel all through him. And we're just talking about this little, little one here in his finger and this one on his neck and so on. That's what we're discussing. That's what news is today. It's just reinforcement of the symptoms, signs and symptoms, but you're not allowed to talk about the cause, you see. Because everyone in bo- is on board in governments across the world. In fact, many of the, those who want to rule, truly rule the world, are already in all governments right now. And so... It's rampaging ahead, and of course in the States have got to disarm them too first because that's the end of their constitution because there's no First Amendment if you don't have a second one to back it up. And and that's basically how it really is in the Bill of Rights and all the rest of it. So everything's changing fast, and we're going into totalitarianism. Already armed it, of course, since 9-11. That was the big push for bringing it out. This is the, the new order of things. Out with the old democracy and with the new one. And uh, it has the same guise as democracy, even though we have no say in what's happening. And uh, the same small elite have totally taken over governmental institutions and the military and everything else. That's an awful power to wield. But they also control all, all your schooling because you have an international agency directing the policies of all schooling to make sure we all get the same brainwashing across the world with lots of real history missing. 
And they also give you lots of entertainment, too, that reinforces uh, the ideas that they want to be in your head, be put in your head. Once again, all these disaster movies are meant to feel, feel helpless and hopeless. That's why the suicide rate amongst youngsters is going up. They really have no identity anymore, most of them. Their cultures are destroyed. Uh, they, they don't know. One guy from Scotland once phoned on this particular broadcast, and, and he says, I don't know what it is to be Scottish anyway. He just doesn't know anymore. They've all been destroyed, you understand. And that was intentional across the world. And under the, the big plan, it was way back, even before Karl Marx, you can see that Karl Marx himself reiterated the partial plan to to rule the world with three main trading blocks. But they start off with different little ones and merge them together and into three big ones. And they become provinces, basically, of a world government. And so free trade was a big push to bring it all into action. Because along with free trade comes binding agreements or treaties, binding treaties with your laws and so on. Everything goes around your economy and all your laws are based around your economy, then you start merging the economies together. And that's already been happening for years. But also, too, you must deculturalize the people. And you don't do it by saying we're, we're all one big happy global family. You do it by bringing mass immigration into the first world countries in order to destroy the first world countries' original cultures. That's imperative in warfare. I should talk about this in warfare schools and for the military. It's all discussed. It's techniques. And eventually, uh, uh, the second or third generation of newcomers will blend into this new uh, culture, which is no culture at all. It's obedience to a system. Now, remember, too, the Club of Rome, the big think tank for the United Nations, along with the Council on Foreign Relations and all the other think tanks I've got there, they said that in the 1970s, they'd bring the first world countries into a post, not just just post-industrial, because they knew they were going to give all their work to China. That was all set up in advance, too. The same guys who own everybody, other country own China as well, by the way. And then they'd, they'd also um, make sure that uh, there'd be no jobs for most folk. So they'd bring in a big, big welfare state. They'd use the debt system and, and the, the accumulation of debt as an excuse to bring in austerity, post-industrial, uh, post-consumerism society. And that's what you're going through. You're simply going through a long-term warfare plan. And nothing happens by accident, just like the cons with the bank crashes and the special mafia that ran them all. And it's an international mafia, and it's not Italian. Uh, these guys, not one of them went to jail for it, for doing what they did. They plundered the planet. It wasn't just the U.S. and Canada and other countries. It was a whole planet they plundered, deliberately, too. And they, they all met long beforehand, like any good gang does. And, and, and they talked about it and said, yeah, maybe so many years down the road we'll do this, pull the plug, and then they'll bail us out. We'll, we'll lose nothing, we'll actually gain money, and we'll carry on as before. And that's exactly what happened, you see. Because, you see, they're, they're, they have people who also are in government, running the, your governments and your legal system in every country. It's all been taken over, you understand, by the same group. And at the same time, uh, you're, you're, you're bringing into austerity the way that they should be living, you understand. Because you understand, you're using their resources as they see it. Because you see, they're lords, they're lords of the world. Everything was given to them, not you. And for a long destiny ahead of them, they hope, uh, then they can't have all of you around, consuming, consuming, and consuming, in an age when they don't need so many slaves as, as they used to need before, with high technology and r- robotics and factories and so on like that. So in the meantime, they're using China to do it all. But to say, too, in the Western countries, 
I, I don't even bother with politics. I haven't bothered with politics my whole life because I knew from the beginning it was a con game. I'd read enough already very early on as a youngster to know that politics was all a big con game. And you get various books on the art of politics and so on to how they go about it. And um, politics, anyways, today's politics uh, thrives on compromise. The thing is you cannot compromise things that are so important to your culture. You, you can't do it. You cannot compromise major things away. And what happens is, once you start compromising, essentially knocking the pillars out from underneath the Parthenon, and eventually we can see the whole roof structure, you, you knock out the next one, and then the whole lot falls down. So people who compromise you and your culture and traditions away are working for a foreign agent, and you have to understand that. But meanwhile, you're left with the, with the chaos and don't fight people mind you coming into countries. It's not their fault. They're being encouraged to come in. And they themselves will lose their cultures down the road. Second, third generation, that's standard. As I say, they won't adopt into the previous culture. That's gone. So they have, everybody will be in this new mush culture where you have government rule, totalitarianism, across the world, and big brother, and all of that. And you have your biannual checkups for psychological examinations to see if you're, you need some adjustment, some fine tuning along the way, some nuts and bolts tightened or whatever. That's, that's not, that's not kidding. This is what it's all about. And the top players in this, at least the front players uh, that are used by the, by the boys to rule you, the, the, the guys in psychology, the guys in uh, mass behavior modification, uh, neuroscientists, behaviorists, Anthropologists, you wouldn't believe how many thousands of guys each government employs have on permanent staff. And any major decision that goes to them for changes in society is put to them first to see about blowback and so on, how to avert blowback and how to get it all done. And it works awfully well. You're managed, your mind is managed for you by neuroscientists that know an awful lot about you and how you'll behave in any situation. They also know that, that, uh, that they want the mass man, not the individual. The mass man goes along with everybody else. What, what the rest of them are doing in this crisis, well, I'll follow them. Because the masses always are directed by the elites. Uh, and you can, that's why they like democracy, in fact. Democracy really simply means that the, 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 the masses are the easiest to con by the ones that will promise them the most. They live on promises. But the, the, those who are more individualistic are a, more of a challenge to, to delete. That's why they don't like individuals. The United Nations have said it openly, and, and other countries too. And psychiatry is a tool. It's a farcical con game, uh, psychiatry, but it's a tool to try and, and put into a scientific term or terminology uh, what's wrong with the people who won't go along with the big agenda, you see. That's why they brought Freud out. Now, Speaking of the shrapnel, and that's where you're seeing the signs and symptoms, we can talk about the signs and symptoms forever and ever, can't we? But I mean, here's one, and this is part of the EU program for, for Britain and other countries. Britain's got 4,000 foreign murderers and rapists that they can't throw out. They came in as immigrants, mostly legal. And it says, and yes, you can blame human rights again. Government wants to deport them, but admits they, they can't kick, be kicked out. And they cite the Human Rights Act guarantees the right to family life. Now, you have to understand all the little groups you think are little groups, but they're always there at the front to defend rights of people, are all owned by the elite themselves in order to destroy your cultures to make this kind of thing happen. You understand? 
So they stand up for the murderers and rapists, and so that you yourself cannot just take them out. And it says, a parliamentary answer reveals scale of foreign criminals living in the community. And it says, the government wants to deport them, but admits that many can't be kicked out because of their human rights. The parliamentary answer reveals that 3,980 foreign criminals who should have been sent back to their country of origin are living in the community. And then the Home Secretary, Theresa May, faces uh, calls from Britain to leave the European Convention on Human Rights to try and get that done in Britain. That won't happen either because it's a done deal, you understand. And Cameron's all on board with it. And he's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a member of this club, this international club himself. It says the figures do not even include the handful of terrorist suspects at Al-Qaeda whom the government is seeking to extradite. Well, why extradite them since you use them to take out other countries? Even Satan, you see CFR articles, there are friends. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the meters, talking about shrapnel holes through bodies, basically, because all these news stories are just a fallout of plans that are working properly, actually, to destroy nations and cultures and create big problems and then merge them all together, all these countries together into a bigger, bigger block, like the old Soviet block. Uh, in order to solve it, just like the, the, the banks too, they're doing the same thing, getting one country into debt, and then you all end up in debt trying to bail out the one country, and the answer is to all unite together, and then you can all bail out each other forever. You see, it's, a, it's to bring you all together under one rule, which is the EU Parliament. America has to do the same as it was down the cliff with NAFTA deal, and join with Latin American countries in Canada. That's part of the idea as well. That's been getting signed on for 20 odd years now, bit by bit by bit. So the Karl Marx's idea of a three-part trading block world under a super world government is all in the making, you see. It's all pretty well here. But here you have all the, the, the shrapnel pieces of folk getting raped and everything else because the, the forced immigration. And it's been here for years and years and years. In this article, it says that Theresa May issued new guidelines to, and so on and so on. They said that there was a previous uh, Labour government that caused all this. So it's not true. They've all done it. They've all done it. Uh, because Maggie Thatcher opened the floodgates when she was in. She said there's not enough uh, British people anymore having children and we need youngsters coming in here who will pay off the national debt. It all comes down to money always, isn't it? Back to the same bankers again, isn't it? It's all money, money, money. And then you jump from that one, and then you, you, re, you see what the councils, the town councils have in Britain. It says, councils refuse to reveal the number of homes they give to foreigners. These are immigrants coming in with no cash. Authorities stop giving figures amid worries over impact of immigration. So members of Parliament have called for inquiry into the suppression of council house information. Last year, the government acknowledged that nearly 800,000 public-owned houses are occupied by foreigners. And, and the council trying to cover the number of, of taxpayer-subsidised homes that they're handling, they're handing to foreigners. Local authorities have stopped giving the figures for how many houses and flats they have given to foreign citizens amid rising worries over the impacts of immigration. Councils in London, where one in five publicly financed homes are, are already known to be occupied by foreigners, amongst those no longer supplying the figures. Now, they call this a democracy, but they always do, don't they? They always call it. This is what you're living under. They call it a democracy. 
And they won't tell the public anything that the public should know. So it says, now members of Parliament have called for inquiry into the suppression of information on who gets council and housing association homes. And then it prattles on and on. And of course, nothing will ever get done with it. And they'll just spend more and more money uh, to give more homes out to more folk flooding in. Britain's been advertising for 40 years now that it's the best welfare place to come to, to make sure this all happened, you understand. And it has happened. And also, in Britain, it's bad enough, you see, you under this new system where scientists and specialists and experts will control your life from birth to death, like they're doing in Scotland now, giving mental tests to children about two months of age right through. And um, to make sure, again, that they're the right sort of people, that goes back to the Frankfurt School again. That was part of the purpose of it, to make sure that they wouldn't breed future Nazis, apparently. And, um, and you should read all their stuff. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, quite open and blatant, too. But that's what they're doing. It's all in effect all over the world now, the same policies. Because the same guys you see helped work with the United Nations and set it up, in fact. And it says here that fat benefits claimants. If you're told, if you're obese, right, you're told to go to the gym or face having handouts taken away by local councils. And it says initiative could see obese people prescribed activity sessions by doctors. They would be penalized if they fail to turn up or rewarded if they do. It's so simple, you're little children, eh? punishment and reward, punishment and reward. A perpetual school forever for your whole life, isn't it? And the move could make significant savings for the public purse. No, it won't, because you see, it's more money to the GPs and experts to be handling all of this. There's always a new level of government to, to be, uh, to, to, to house all these characters that are coming out of university, who are told where you go. If you don't go into to eco-friendly nonsense, uh, you, uh, and so on, you're told to go into some other area that's going to burgeon in the future. And they're going, to, they're going to go along with the whole agenda, these people, for their big paychecks. And so if any government can, 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 creates problems, then they come up with another bureaucracy and lots of lawyers again, a whole branch of new lawyers to deal with these special problems as well. And so on and so on it goes as government expands like a cancer, which of course it is. And in general, practitioners would prescribe exercise sessions to overweight patients who face punishment if they refuse to return. You face punishment. This is how government talks about the people. Adults face punishment. The idea has been drawn up by the local government information unit, which said, I like that too, government information unit, they won't tell you even how many houses are right now, which said smart car technology could be used to track who is using council leisure facilities and benefits could be docked for those who refuse to shape up. Nowadays, has been studied by councils, uh, Westminster City Council, which says the potential improvements to the nation's health and to the public purse could be significant. Now, they've poisoned the nation's health. They've lowered the IQ. It's plummeted with all the injections they got. And now they're eating rubbishy food. that You don't even know what you're eating anymore. There's no taste to anything, like meat, for instance. And then you get into your GM food, which further poisons you and puts you down as well. So, so this is, this is the, the council studying by the West City Council to make the, the nation, to make it improve the nation's health system. And the public purse could be significant, it says. Ah, perpetual childhood socialism. Some folk like that though. Perpetual childhood. Back with more after this break. You're listening.
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix, talking about big government welfare system, which is always expanding, and it has to expand because they're always bringing masses of new immigrants, and a lot of them can't speak English, a lot of them have no skills, and so on. And not them all, mind you. I mean, India's turning out a lot of people who are middle class. They've got one of the biggest middle classes population in the world, for those who don't know that. And they also invest in their children's education. Big time. Something that the, the other countries haven't been doing. But um, this article goes on to say that a conservative-run Westminster Council said a combination of carrot and stick techniques would be needed to encourage people to exercise. Now, the people have been taught for years to sit in front of that boob tube and, 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 and just soak up all their indoctrination because that's, that's how you change the culture primarily through the indoctrination that comes through that tube. And they know this too, but they, but they won't touch that. They want them to exercise. You see. Uh, and so Flipper Roll, leader of Westminster Council, said, Councils have a great opportunity. Here she goes, you know, the optimist again. To improve lives by thinking how public health can be integrated into existing local services. This can lead to savings being shared across entire public sectors. You see. And there's all about radical ideas and forward thinking and all that rubbish they get from their think tanks and their marketers. Anyway, the fact is, you're all property now, you see. And when they make you fat and lazy, and then they, they, they blame you for it. Even though it was mandatory in all countries, you know, that to have TV sets for all people. Britain did a big, big rushes to get TVs in from the US in the 1960s to get everybody watching the television to help destroy the culture, and it did very quickly. It worked awfully well. But you get sitting fat and lazy sitting watching it, you see. So they deal with that too by blaming you. Now, the fiscal cliff nonsense, as I say, because money's a joke to begin with. Do you really think that they're shipping anything tangible to you when you borrow money from the World Bank? They don't. They just say, what's your account? And and they get access to it, and, and they just pump in a bunch of numbers. But you've got to pay them back in gold. Isn't that a great deal for nothing? Isn't that fantastic? Run by this mafia. Beautiful it is. And this says, um, the deal is done as even the evening news seems perplexed by the market's uh, excited reaction to three quarters of the nation paying more taxes. Perhaps as ABC News highlights below, it's the pork that stuffed the bill. This is the U.S. The mix of tax perks covering the next year, but with budget implications for the next two years, include everything from incentives for employers to hire veterans to incentives for employers to invest in mine safety. But it also includes these. This is, this is Obama's budget. Or forget Obama. He's just a little front man. Come on. Look at the guys behind him. They're the same guys, technically speaking, that have been behind the last umpteen presidents. It says... $430 million for Hollywood, right? Through special expensing rules to encourage TV and film production in the United States. Producers can expense up to $15 million of costs for their projects. What a deal that is. But it's very important in Hollywood because that helps to brainwash you. Your culture is destroyed by it. They also churn out all the porno stuff on the side as well to make sure that that completely finishes you all off. 
<laughs> it's done awfully well. So it's weaponized. You see, it's part of the military-industrial complex. $331 million for railroads by allowing short line and regional operators to claim a tax credit of up to 50% of the cost to maintain tracks that they own or lease. $222 million for Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands uh, through returned excise taxes collected by the federal government on rum produced in the islands and imported to the mainland. $70 million for NASCAR by extending a seven-year cost recovery period for certain motorsports racing track facilities. $59 million for algae growers. This is your greening part. We grow algae now, you see. Through tax credits to encourage production of cellulosic biofuel at up to 1.01 cents per gallon. <laughs> what a joke that will be when they're finished, eh? And then $4 million for electric motorcycle makers by expanding the existing green energy tax credit for buyers of plug-in vehicles to include electric motorbikes. Isn't that wonderful, eh? So the tax break extensions mostly for companies made it into the bill passed Republican demands for spending cuts and democratic resistance to benefits for businesses. They go through this show. It's a show. There's no Republican and, and Democrat anymore. This is the show they put on for you. Both parties have complained for years about some of the special interest provisions. Most of the tax breaks have expired at the end of 2011 and be extended through 2013. The companies that benefit say that on-again, off-again breaks are important, though the uncertainty makes it almost impossible to use them in plan to plan business investments. Although they're lumped together, the miscellaneous tax breaks are very different. Some are broad, like the Credit for Corporate Research, which is backed by a coalition of technology companies, manufacturers and lawmakers, such as Representative Kevin Brady, a Texas, Texas Republican, and Senator Max Bockhorst, I guess they call it, the Montana Democrat who is chairman of the Finance Committee. The two-year extension of the research credit would cost the government $14.3 billion in foregone revenue. So special, and they don't mention here all the, the NGO groups that are funded too to attack your culture when they're, they're called upon to do so. And again, see, cons are great. Cons are fantastic. You understand that the conology game uh, was really taken from how religion worked so well for so, such a long time. Ideology again. You just create something and you get a bunch of high priest dressed in lab coats uh, with letters behind their names from some university and, uh, and they're the new priesthoods, you see. And with massive propaganda, massive propaganda, and the, including the terms that they use uh, in neurolinguistics, they institutionalized the, the, the wording into the populace. So you're all babbling about it too. What's global warming? It's global warming. What's CO2? You know, uh, Lenin said they would win by using slogans. You see, but it says forget global warming. Alaska is headed for an ice age. It says. Alaska's going rogue on climate change, defined to serve the state that gave rise to Sarah Palin is bucking the mainstream yet again. While global temperatures surge hotter and the ice cap crumbles, the nation's ice box is getting even icier. It may not be news to Alaskans coping with another round of 50 below during the coldest winter in two decades, or to the mariners locked out of the Bering Sea this spring by record ice growth. Then again, it might. The 49th state has long been located... Uh, one of the fastest warming spots on the planet, that's what they were saying, but that's, that's was so in the 20th century. In the first decade since 2000, the 49th state cooled 2.4 degrees Fahrenheit. So, 
I'll put this article up again. And that won't make any difference, mind you, because, again, the new priesthood is the most intolerant priesthood that the world's ever seen, almost. It's only taught by the ones who control it. And the elderly, you see, the elderly in this day and age um, are, are useless to the people at the top because you're taking money out of what they see as another profit for them. They to spend money on you. The United Nations said it, remember, that a good global citizen is a good producer and consumer. You can't be just one of the things, you have to be both. And once you get to retirement age and you look forward to the money that the government's been investing and reinvesting for all their other wars and various other things, you get very little back, especially since it's all depreciated. But they still want that too, you see. They want that money. And they can use it on better things than someone who's decrepit and fallen apart and needs some treatment, you see some medical treatment. So all the countries in Europe are into this idea of deporting the elderly. I'm not kidding you. Germany's accused of deporting its elderly. Rising numbers moved to Asia and Eastern Europe because of sky-high uh, care costs in health care. So the country's elderly and sick are being sent abroad and the situation is described as inhumane deportation and a huge alarm signal. And it's a warning to Britain where pensioners are selling homes to pay for health care. And it says, um, so the German pensions have been sent to care homes in Eastern Europe and Asia. And it says, um, some private healthcare providers are even building homes overseas, while state insurers are also investigating whether they can care for their clients abroad. Expert, experts, everyone's experts, isn't it? Describe a time bomb of increasing numbers unable to afford the growing costs of retirement homes. And, cause we, and I see one time you didn't need retirement homes because, because, uh, people took care of their, their own. When I was small, that's what you did, you took care of your own. And then in came government again, a big socialist system. That's the term they use, socialism. And they took over that, uh, that thing. With, with, again, up, upping your costs, of course, and borrowing from the world banks to create the debt system. And, um, but before folk took care of their own people, but they don't do that now because there's no family unit left. There's hardly any, you know, married people anymore. So, it says here, and they say the situation should be a warning to Britain where rising numbers of pensioners are forced to sell their homes. Uh, it says, uh, Sozial Warband Deutschland, a socio-political advisory group, said the fact that many Germans were unable to afford the cost of a retirement home in their own country was a huge alarm signal. We simply cannot let those people who built Germany up to be what it is to be deported VDK's president, Ulrich Mascher, told The Guardian it's inhumane. Researchers found an estimated 7,146 German pensioners living in retirement homes in Hungary in 2011. More than 3,000 were in the Czech Republic and more than 600 in Slovakia. There were also unknown numbers in Spain, Greece and the Ukraine, as well as Thailand and the Philippines. Some told researchers they were there out of choice as costs were lower, while standards of, of care were often higher. Well, what they've been told in their own countries, they're pushed, trying to push all the laws through for euthanasia. That, that's your government's answer to everything. Take this pill, it'll be cheaper for us. You see? And so, but many others admitted that they moved reluctantly. According to Germany's Federal Bureau of Statistics, more than 400,000 senior citizens can't afford a German retirement home, a fair growing by around 5% a year. It's because many are living for longer while their pensions are, are stagnating. It's also, by the way, because those who rule the banks and everything else in your countries rule the medical professions, and they're awfully, awfully greedy. That's also the cause of it, folks. 
a result that the Kraken, Gaston or, or statutory insurers that make up Germany's state insurance system are discussing cheaper care in foreign retirement homes. EU law prevents state insurers from signing contracts with overseas homes, but it's likely to change as legislators are forced to respond to Europe's ageing population. It's amazing that they've never had an, an ageing population before, isn't that amazing? It's the first time in history. Isn't it? You ever wonder about that? They keep talking about the population boom and the baby boomers and all that nonsense, like we never had people living before to an elderly age. And even then, they're all working out ways to how to deal with them when they when they get old and retire. Part of it too was because they pay so much money into pensions, they actually want to get, get some of it back, and, it, and the governments didn't want that too. That was the real problem with them. So anyway, when you're old today, you're right off. Look at the movies too, and all your indoctrination through movies. Everybody who's over fifty or sixty is pretty well senile and stupid and dumb. That's how they put it through in the movies to you. And they gave you the youth generation, and not the real youth generation that's mind-bombed, drugged, and uh, depressed, but the fictitious one. They give you a fictitious culture altogether to keep you stuck to the box watching sex and so on. An article too will put up tonight is called, Have You Drugged Your Kids Today? And since earlier this year, teacher Natalie Monroe sparked a national debate when she was fired for blogging about her tweet student and claimed her First Amendment rights were violated. Now, an English teacher in Arizona is making the same claim after being let go for refusing to part with a bumper sticker. After a handful of parents at Imagine Prep complained about one of Tara Osberg's bumper stickers, which asks, have you drugged your kids today? Administrators told her to remove it or park her car off campus. Osborne refused both options and was consequently fired, according to Care 2. The sticker is kind of a criticism of us tending to over-medicate hyperactive children who might not need those medications, the teacher told the CBS 5 News. I just like the ability to take a controversial topic and sum it up in one clever line. I'm an English teacher, that's what I do. Osborne stressed that she never preached her beliefs in class and believes her bumper sticker and the 60 others on her car are protected by her freedom of speech. People find out all the time that they have no protection of freedom of speech. You're living under a different system. And it's very evident for those. But it's true, you see. If you want to draw attention and get a debate going about uh, drugging your children into zombies, with drugs that actually shrink the brain, which is awfully good for those who want to dominate you, because since they're in bed with big pharma and all the rest of it, you know. People don't think about pharmacology or vaccines as part of warfare either, do they? Strange that, because again, it's all discussed long ago in the top military institutions of the planet. Also, I'm going to put up tonight to a history of government attempts to warm the Arctic and the massive atmospheric aerosol deployment over Oregon as well. This is unacceptable that the United Nations IPCC continue to push CO2 as a cause for climate change, but refuse to acknowledge that the military has been actively engaged in climate warming weapon technologies for more than 20 years. And it says, um, it goes on and on. I'll put this one up tonight too. It says, evidence now confirms this global covert aerosol operation as a sophisticated and powerful climate modification technology first conceived in 1958 when the military announced that they would be able to control the climate using electromagnetic beams to heat and augment the atmosphere and ionosphere. 
This announcement was made at a time when scientists were proposing ways to warm the Arctic for new shipping lanes and access to drill for oil in the ice-locked northern latitudes. And it says here, Read the little-remembered history and government documents revealing many attempts to warm the Arctic just as the potential for electromagnetic manipulation of the ionosphere and climate was being realized by the military. And it's got uh, government documents and so on on here. So I'll put this link up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of this broadcast. Also an article here, it's called Jailing Americans for Profit, the Rise of the Prison Industrial Complex. Well, that's what China's got basically too. And uh, this is the new system, folks. You know, if you don't go along and um, obey your new masters, there's lots and lots of new masters that you have. So, so many government agencies, you can't count them. Lenin talked about this. He says, uh, he says eventually there'll be so many uh, services in, in the U.S. that'll turn into authorities that will then be encroaching on each other's territory. There'll be so many of them, thousands of them, ordering the people's lives about. We're here, folks. It's all been done. It was all part of the strategy. Mass incarceration on a scale, it says, uh, almost unexampled in human history is a fundamental fact of our country today. Perhaps a fundamental fact that slavery was a fundamental fact of 1850. In truth, there are more black men in the grip of the criminal justice system in prison, on probation or on parole than were in slavery then. Overall, there are now more people under correctional supervision in America, more than 6 million, that were in the Gulag Archipelago under Stalin at its heights. And that was Adam Gopnik, the caging of America. Good term, that, the caging of America. In an age when freedom is fast becoming the exemption rather than the rule, imprisoning Americans in private prisons run by mega corporations, for profit of course, has turned into a cash cow for big business. At one time the American penal system operated under the idea that dangerous criminals need to be put under lock and key in order to protect society. Today as states attempt to save money by outsourcing prisons to private corporations, as it says that the system has been replaced by an even more flawed and serious form of mass punishment based upon profit and expediency. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, looking at all the shrapnel bits, all the wounds that you see in the bodies. Everything you read here is just, just the wounds. You can't talk about the cause, we can talk about all the wounds, you see. Signs and symptoms. And here's an article too from a rapper, Little Scrappy. His name is Little Scrappy. He believes gay men like Frank Ocean are the doorway to AIDS and wants more closeted homosexuals to come out so it can't be spread to straight people. Scrappy, who now stars on VH1's Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, was on TMZ Live this week to talk about Ocean's revelation when he explained why he completely supports the R&B singer. And he says, I'm glad he came out. So all the real women that love to mess with real men, straight men, he says, we can keep the AIDS situation down. And he says, um, homosexuality is a doorway to AIDS scientifically. As for the facts, there's evidence that shows men who have sex with men are at increased risk of contracting HIV. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, men who have sex with men accounted for 61% of all new HIV infections in 2009. As despite his opinion, Scrappy says there's no reservations about working with Ocean if the opportunity arises, telling us he would jump on a track like it was yesterday, he says. So, uh, just repeating what we already know. But um, also this article here is very interesting. It says, 
It was Operation Eagle Swoop, it's called, in the States. This is Durham, North Carolina. It's just nearly 250 people from 21 law enforcement agencies were involved Thursday in a terrorism response training drill known as Operation Eagle Swoop on the campus of North Carolina Central University. Tactical teams and emergency responders from agencies across the state, including those in Wake, Person and Guilford counties took part in the five-hour full-scale operation designed to test the capabilities and preparedness of NCCU's police department as well as Durham County Emergency Medical Services, the Durham Police Department and Durham County Sheriff's Office. The training exercise, the largest in the University of North Carolina system campus, included actors portraying gunmen, hostages and victims in an active shooter scenario in the center of campus and hostage negotiations in two dorms. NCCU students are on winter break and the university previously notified faculty and staff as well as surrounding neighborhood, neighbors and businesses, I should say, of the day's training exercise. So they were warned. Since the Virginia Tech massacre in 2007, universities across the country have held similar training scenarios. Well, that's what the country has been brought to because apart from all the, 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 the psychological, um, interferences put that way through Entertainment, uh, over-medicating children, in fact, medicating them in the first place. Uh, never mind, they'll never ever touch on Hollywood. And all they turn out is blood and guts for God knows how many years. Blood, guts, blood, guts, blood, guts. You can't tell the good guy from the bad guy, except the good guy is generally the guy that wins at the end. And he's got a badge or something for the authority. And all these futuristic movies is the authority. Uh, and so he's the, obviously the good guy since he always wins. But that's all they've watched. That's all I've watched, and you wonder why you've got all these problems uh, across the world, but mainly in the States today, because the States was the, the focus of all the, these movies, of course. Because once the State's totally gone, that's it. The world's totally conquered, completely. Every other country pretty well is. The ones that are not are getting bombed out of existence right now. So they've, they've prepared us all for it, too, with all their terrorism exercises. They're just like the movies you've been watching for years and years and years. Guys in black with with the, the latest military weaponry, and they've got authority, and you don't. So, it's all on cue, folks. Sad to say, but it was obvious for for me for a very early age what was going on across the world, and I realised that the big philosophers, as they called them, uh, throughout the twentieth century and before, talked about this, and they weren't kidding about it. When they say things, you can take it to the bank because. They were also owned by the guys who owned the banks. From Hamish Mustel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.